Good morning, Lighties, Lighthouse Church. Good morning to everyone listening to me this morning. You are all welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. Our topic for today is a more practical one, and I pray and believe that after we have listened, uh, we'll be more wiser uh, and more wiser and more wiser. Praise God. Our topic for today is preparing for bad times. We'll be reading from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, and let's read verse 1. And verse 1 says this. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. So the Bible is very clear. The Bible tells us that there is a time and there is a season for everything. There is a time for every activity under the sun. Now, if you are into sport, uh, if you work in the restaurant, you'd agree that preparation is very important in everything. Prep, prep, prep. Prepare for the future. Praise God. Now, the book of Ecclesiastes is more like a prophetic warning to motivate us to prepare for the future. And it's on that breath that Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 to 8 says this. It says, go to the ant, you sluggard. Now I'll come back to the word sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. Verse 7 says, it has no commander, no overseer or ruler. Verse 8, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Now the Bible is pointing us to help us to prepare for the future. The Bible points us to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. And in that verse, we find the ant. And the Bible is saying, let's go to the ant. Go to the ant and get some wisdom. Because friends, it takes wisdom to prepare for the future. So it says, go to the ant, you sluggard. Now, if by any chance you're listening to me and you speak Bemba, the word sluggard is very harsh in Bemba, in, 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 in our vernacular language. It uses the word imbokoya. Laziness in Bemba is wubunangani, but imbokoya, that's like very harsh. Uh, it's more than just being lazy. The root word for the word sluggard is a slug. Now the dictionary says a slug is a creature that has no spine or bones. It's very weak. So sluggard is a combination of being lazy and having no guts to do anything. That's a sluggard. So the word, the Bible says, consider the ways of the ant. And what are the words? What are the ways of the ant? Verse 7 says, it helps us, says, it has no commander, overseer, or ruler. The ant is self motivated, self motivated to do something. It doesn't wait for people to come and say, do A, B, and do B, C. The ant is self motivated. Praise God. And I believe that in the body of Christ, we need more Christians 
that are self-motivated. People that are self-motivated to save God, to do things for God, to do things for others, and to do things for themselves. Self-motivated. In verse 8, it says, It stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. The ant has the future in mind. So the ant is mindful of the future and it prepares. It forgets about the present and it prepares for the future when there is plenty. The ant has faith for the future. It knows that the future is coming and it prepares for it. And Proverbs 10 verse 5 says this, He who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son. The word prudent means a person that is careful considering the future. You are careful planning and thinking with the future in mind. But he who slips during harvest is a disgraceful son. So the Bible says to us, go to the ant. And what are we learning from the ant? The ant is self-motivated. The ant has the future in mind. The ant has faith for the future. And the ant prepares by stocking up for the future when the harvest is here. So the, the ant prepares when there's plenty. Praise God. Now, how do we prepare for the future? I'm sure there are many words that we can prepare for the future. But today in particular, I would like for us to look at four things. The first one is to get rooted and established in Christ's love. Now, friends, if there's anything that COVID has taught us is that bad times do come. What's happening in Russia, what's happening in Ukraine, and many other things that have happened in the past is witness to the fact that bad times do come. Under the banner of time for everything, time for every season, if you go to the book of Ecclesiastes, there's killing, there's time to plant, time to approve, time to this, and time to put together. So there's bad and good times under the same banner. So bad times do come. So as Christians, we need to prepare for the bad times. Now this is important, friends, the first one, because, you know, when people are going through bad times, sometimes you hear things like, is God still with me? Does God still love me? So the first one uh, is to get rooted and established in Christ's love. Ephesians chapter 3, this is Paul's prayer for the church in Ephesus. And verse 17 to 21, the Bible says, So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. In good times, friends, make sure that Christ is dwelling in your heart. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Friends, it's another thing to know that God loves you, Christ loves you, and it's another thing to know and to be rooted and to be established, to are planted in the fact that God loves me. In verse 18, 
may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp a wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Grasp. To grasp is to get hold of something and hold it firmly. So Paul is praying for the church that they may understand and they may hold this understanding firmly that Christ loves them. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So Paul is praying for the church that they may grasp this, uh, they may have this understanding and grasp it that God loves them. They may be established and rooted. Praise God. Why? Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 says this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered a ship to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present and the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So friends, upon understanding, upon being rooted, and upon being established in the love of Christ, when these things the Bible is mentioning come, we will not be separated from the love of God. Because why? We have been rooted and established. We have grasped this understanding that he loves us. No matter what comes, we will not be moved. Because why? We have been rooted and established in the love of Christ. Friends, there are things that will take you to the deep end. But if you have grasped how wide and deep the love of God is for your life, that depth of the problems will not move you because you have understood how deep the love of Christ is for your life. When do you do that? The best time to do that, friends, is when things are good. It's when you are enjoying the good times. That's the time to invest in understanding how much Christ loves you. The second thing we can do, friends, is to build our faith in God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, the Bible says, Consequently, faith, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. In good times, invest in building your faith in God. How do you do that? The Bible says faith comes through hearing the word of God. Be in fellowship. So that you can hear the word. Read your word, the Bible, so that your faith can be built. So that when trouble comes, you will not be moved. Why? Because you have invested 
in building your faith in good times. You know, there are times as Christians that when uh, things are good, we are not in church. When trouble hits, then we run to church. There's nothing wrong with running to church when things are bad. But the best time to build yourself, to build your faith, is when everything is okay. That's the time to be in church, to save God. That's the time to read the Bible. Because there are times or the time will come when you can't even read the Bible. The time to invest in building your faith is when things are good, in good times. Praise God. The third thing that we can do is to build our character. And Luke chapter 6, verse 46, the Bible says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on the rock, on a rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. Praise God. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Building our character, our values, our qualities in good times. So the Bible, the first thing that we see from scripture is that we need to be in fellowship so that we can hear the word. The second thing is that upon hearing the word, we must put it into practice so that our character can be built, our values and qualities, so that when the torrent comes, the storm comes, we will not be asking questions like, is God with me? Does God still love me? Yes, sometimes we ask those questions because circumstances can be overwhelming. But the bottom line is that even after we have asked those questions, we still remain standing because we have allowed the word of God to build something very strong in us so that when the torrent comes, when the floods and the storm comes, we remain standing because we spent time building our character in good times. Praise God. The last one is more practical because it touches material things and our finances. And let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 25 Verse 1, and it says this. At the time, the kingdom, this is a, a parable. You know, Christ loved telling stories. He, he loved telling parables to, to teach us certain things. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. And in most cases, we interpret this scripture from the spiritual point of view, which is very true. But there's more to this parable than just waiting for Christ to come. Verse 2 says, five of them were foolish. We don't want to be foolish. Five were wise. We want to be wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take oil with them. They took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. Wow. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with them. 
the bridegroom was a long time in coming. There was a delay. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Verse 7. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are gone out. Now, the foolish ones had oil in their lamps, but they did not take extra. The wise one had oil in their lamps, but they took extra on the side. So for the foolish ones, because of the delay, the oil ran out. And for the wise, the oil ran out. But because that extra, they managed to see the bridegroom. In verse 9, no, they replied, there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the, to the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. In verse 11, later the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. In verse 12, but he replied, truly I tell you, I do not know you. So friends, in good times, Let's learn to carry extra with us. Save for the bad times. Save for the delay. Again, if there's anything that COVID has emphasized is the fact that we need to learn to save in good times. Save for the old, uh, I mean, for, for, for retirement. Uh, save for the things that like COVID, nobody could plan, no, no one foresaw that COVID is coming. But it needed us to have something. So friends, let's learn to save for the future. Like the ant, when we have plenty, let's learn to serve. That's not the time to indulge. It's time to think about the future. That is not the time to think about, you know, that uh, latest car, that latest phone, because you never know what's going to happen in a year's time. Will you still manage to pay for the uh, dates that you're incurring in good times? Will you still manage to pay for them when the bad times strike? So friends, let's prepare for old age. Let's prepare to save for bad times. Uh, let's cut off on the things that we do not need. Russia, Ukraine is also teaching us that life can change at any time. In conclusion, in Romans chapter 8, 37, the Bible says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Friends, if we learn wisdom from the word of God, the Bible says through him we are more than conquerors at all times. God bless you and have a good week.